what, what an extraordinary few days. Totes. Can't believe I'm a war ledge bag leader now, on top of everything else. Uh, deputy leader. Cotish. Anyway, stop. The whole thing has made everything else seem so trivial and pointless. That's not true. I've always hinted strongly that the housing crisis and our health shambles are trivial and pointless. We mustn't think of ourselves at this difficult time, though. No. Well, we can a little bit. Dude, you forget how I became a hero the last time everyone got this scared and confused. This could be a real game changer for us. Oh, yeah? Totes, I was dead and buried, but my early COVID approval rating spiked when all I had to do was just sit there looking all smug with my resting rich face. You know, I never thought my pallid, frowny face would actually come into fashion. Oh, thoughts and prayers in terms of... Yeah, electing a few flags and a world leader next to you can do wonders for your appeal. Even if you've just walked away from the burning building that is our health service and you still stink of the petrol. Look, now, we're going to have to agree to these tough sanctions on Russia. Yeah. So long as it doesn't hurt our beef exports too much. <laughs> I can live with a ban on cheese, though. The cheese is very bad for you. Never the cheese. Look, don't worry, I've got it all covered. I already announced we're not neutral anymore. I saw that, you langer. What do you have to go and do that for? Well, Neutrality goes, goes, goes all the way back to Div. Look, anything that might lead to me doing a photo op in a tank wearing fatigues is worth shedding 100 years of tradition for. Besides, those hawks Fine Gael slop in with in Brussels are very keen on a pan-European army for some reason. Better stop the blackguarding now. Would you go into the front lines? No, you Dude, wouldn't. Dude, I've survived the mosh pit at Kylie, almost drowning in West Coast cooler. I'm war ready for show. Right, enough of this. I have to take off my Putin frown and stick on my Mary Lou frown. Oh, is there a difference? You better believe it. I reserve my most bitter frown for that divil of a dispot. <coughs> oh, Mary Lou's gonna get it. <coughs> Can we sanction the shinners? Banning badly dressed TDs with more than one fodder would totes finish them off. Lol, fane. And now our Europe editor Tony Conley is in Kiev. Software update installing. Correcting pronunciation. Tony Conley is in Kiev. Tony. Well, Sharon, as the tanks and helicopters rolled in and the bombs began to fall, I thought, well, at least it's not Brexit. The sound of air raid sirens is annoying and frightening, but still not as bad as hearing Tory Lever fanatics talk about the Irish border. The invasion began late at night while Kiev was sleeping. I don't sleep. I've been able to sleep since Theresa May attempted to smile at me in 2019. At dawn, Vladimir Putin addressed the Russian nation. Ukraine is not a country, it's a lady state, needs strong man. I send now shirtless Russia with man boobs a-bobbing to give Ukraine tender love. I be so gentle, I swear I won't destroy Ukraine as badly as I did United States. Janie Mack, the state I left that hole in. The tanks began to roll in shortly after, but guess who else was up in the middle of the night, probably to go to the bathroom, but to fang the moniker of Sleepy Joe. Good morning. I sure picked a good night to leave my teeth in. Listen up. I asked the Soviets to stop this senseless attack. You won't find Hunter Biden's laptop in Ukraine. Sometimes I can't even find my glasses in the next room. There will be dire consequences for... uh, Baloney! I I swear, uh, I wonder did I leave the lid up or down? People immediately began to think back to 2014 when Putin annexed Crimea. Perhaps Barack Obama's sanctions then didn't go far enough and that unfriending Moscow on Facebook and suspending Russia's Netflix account 
wasn't a proper deterrent. So far, the EU's response has been muted. Earlier in the week, Germany cancelled its gas pipeline. Taoiseach Michal Martin happened to be with the Chancellor as it happened. <laughs> My God, it's fairly exciting, isn't it? I'm a wartime leader now, I suppose. In terms of, like, div. And I always wanted to impose rationing. The biscuits will be the first thing to go. Imagine an Ireland without saturated fats going forward. And the Glimmerman might keep the gas bills down. Jeez, I may start hoarding the green tea myself before the shortage. Off feed the same, Olaf. Yeah, bye, yeah. And so as Ukraine's 44 million people prepare for the worst, all Irish media watchers want to know is how are the 65 paddies who are still here? And no, they're not in a lock-in since the restrictions ended. Do I count among the Irish trapped here? For am I even human anymore after five years of talking backstops and flex tensions? It remains to be seen. Tony Connolly, not quite believing that the Washington correspondent is now the handy gig. RT News, Ukraine. We salute to you, Tony. You devilish daredevil, you. Welcome to the Today Show's End Times Special. Welcome, welcome. So, World War Three has broken out and not a child in a house washed. But what does Armageddon mean for us? The two Johnnies will be here with their guide to finding romance in a nuclear... Actually, that's not happening now. Oh. Instead, we'll have Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland on feeding the birds in the nuclear winter ahead. And you at home have already been busy. Nora Bratfors from Blenner Hassett has knit her a nuclear bunker and she sent us a lovely photo of it there thank you Nora. and we'll put the pattern for that up on our website before the internet goes dark oh, yeah. but now Rachel Allen is here from Ballymaloo from Ballymaloo <laughs> you've got some healthy finger food we can enjoy while watching the world burn on CNN yes Simply lovely treats. Oh, hello, Stout. So how can we get through this without putting on the dreaded Armageddon stone? Too late. I already have Ukraine waste. <laughs> yes, it is hard to avoid those fatty snacks while binge-watching the overnight airstrikes on Sky News. I'll be milling into the spuds myself. <laughs> so, I have some simple vegetable crudités that you can serve with a range of daps. Sorry, a dap? This dap is chilli hummus. Try that, don't he? Oh, just no, I can't. It's nearly lint. Gorgeous and handy for those late nights on the sofa watching the future melt away. Very Moorish. And the recipe's in your new book, Rachel. Yes, Rachel Aylin's Meals and Minutes for the End of Days. Well done. <laughs> now, Francis Brennan joins us. How are you, Francis? I know, I can't believe it. Another emergency die. What are we like? Huh? Boom. I'm beginning to wonder if the Rosa Trillet will ever happen again, Francis. It's like it's cursed, like the Mayo football team. Green and red is a very hard colour combination to pull off. If they added a sprinkly of glitter, that might make all the difference now. Anyways, you have tips on sprucing up the bomb shelters. OK, well, I can tell you what's really gone out of fashion now. A very long dining table. Oh. You know, the whole schmuzzle would have been avoided if Putin had a smaller round table. Oh, yeah. Get intimate, you know, share the dips with Macron. <laughs> have a good dirty gossip about the yahooing in Ballymaloo. Oh, don't mention the thing. <laughs> or the other thing. What about the children, Francis? Sorry? Is anybody thinking about the children in all this? Well, children are hardly faultless now. They're little tyrants at weddings, you know. Sticky finger chemical attacks and photo bombs. I know. My heart just goes out to all the children whose tablets and playstations will be completely useless once the power goes out. Look, if Putin installs his own government in Kiev, puppets will be all the rage by Christmas. Francis Brennan, the collection, finger puppets coming through to Don's. Oh, you're some man. War. <laughs> what is it good for? Shopping. That's what. 
Oh, I'll be cancelled. <laughs> and that's all we've got time for today, and sure, maybe forever, depending on how soon the small bitteen of Armageddon destroys life as we know it. <laughs> oh, that would really ruin our weekend now if the world came to an end. Have we no luck? I need you to stop for a moment. Close your eyes. Imagine a world where you had to drive thousands of miles just to get your dinner. With so many obstacles in the way, threatening checkpoints, security forces with watchful eyes. I've devoted my life to cases like these. Nobody should be put through what he went through. Nobody. It makes me so f***ing angry. Imagine a dinner where the cost is your livelihood. Meet 61-year-old Phil. Persecuted. Shamed. Wronged. I just wanted to hear a few spuds with a few pals of mine. Slap a few backs. You know, a couple of wings. Maybe for her time. A nudge. But uh, I didn't get that. So, sorry, I, I can't. These were people who were forced apart. Divided. Isolated. By a wicked partition. In a three-star hotel. Did I mention that I'm so f***ing angry? Every five and a half news cycles, people like Phil become the victims of a media witch hunt. I was just thrown out the window. Nothing to land on but my massive lump sum. Lucky though I rolled over before I hit my head on the pension, which is huge. Other than that, sorry, there's just something in my eye. Oh, it's another pension. It's time to get justice for a man wronged and cheated by those who just didn't care. I I never actually asked him to resign. I said he should consider his position, which is totes not the same thing. Like, it's kind of like chillax, dude. Sit down beside, I don't know, a tree and consider your position. It's sort of mindfulness, really. But now you can play your part. Some people might call it compo. I prefer to call it Money Justice. Join the worldwide appeal. Yep, so touched when I heard this tragic, tragic story. I urge everyone out there to donate. Give what you can to this St. Vincent the Phil. I'm putting on a coffee morning. You can too. Join the Compo Chino campaign. This is a man on a phone line, even though I'm in an office in Dublin on a six-figure salary. Why a phone line? It makes me sound like I'm in some far-flung, poor, war-torn place. Send aid now. Get off your f***ing arses. No one should ever again have to suffer the dozens of confusing statements, corrections, refusals to apologise, backtracking, mean-spirited, legal circumventing of lockdown rules and cardology that my friend, Big Phil, had to endure. Mm. I didn't even get to have the jelly and ice cream like. So please, make that call today. And help Hogan get his big fill of justice. I had a scoop of ice cream, but that doesn't count. (laughs) 
Welcome back. I'm joined in the studio by Minister for Justice Helen McAtee. Good afternoon. Hello, Jabo. It's good to be here. Thank you. Is, is everything okay? You seem a bit, hmm? well, a bit lifeless, Minister. Do you need some sugar for your coffee or... No, no, this is just how I sound. Right. Well, there have been some questions this week about your links with Ray Coyle, the owner of Tato Park. He sent you three crisp checks. <laughs> Do you get it? Crisp checks. <laughs> I don't understand. No? All right. Anyway, he donated far and above what's allowable, Minister. And at first you said you didn't help him with anything. Then you said, oh, wait, I've just remembered I did help him. Mr. Tato, uh, I mean, Mr. Coyle is a constituent of mine. He made a donation, too much donation. So it was returned. He contacted me about COVID restrictions. I spoke to him. That was it. <sighs> when you spoke to him, did you make him feel sleepy? No, he was not sleepy. Huh? He was cheesy and oniony. Right, well, pictures have surfaced of you having the time of your life on a roller coaster in Tato Park celebrating your election to the Dáil some years ago. Was that appropriate? Those celebrations were above board. Mm. Precautions were taken to ensure Maria Bailey wasn't allowed anywhere near the playground. It was all hunky-dory. Sorry, what was that? What was what? You said hunky-dory. Is that some sort of subliminal product placement, Minister? Don't be a meanie, of course not. There you go again. Meanies. I know a plug for a pickled onion corn snack when I hear one. Come on, ease up on the waffle. Like tater waffles. I've heard of politicians getting too close to the oil industry, big pharma and dodgy oligarchs, but this is the first time I've heard of one getting close to a deep-fat fried potato in a suit, and I'm not talking about Dara O'Brien. Mr Tato is just a constituent and I'll continue to work for him as long as I'm a TD. Good God, we used to have proper political scandals in this country. Bertie with no bank account, ha, he owned an island and this is the best you can do. I don't know how to respond to that. Well, perhaps it's best you don't. This entire exchange has reminded me that I'm more of a King Crisps man myself anyway. Same company. What? What? You can't be serious. King- Look it up. I, I, I feel... I feel dizzy and shaken by... Like you've just been on Europe's largest wooden roller coaster? Yes. No, stop it. I know what you're doing. Goodbye, Minister. Someone get me some sugar for my coffee. Right, it's war. This means serious business. I shan't have any gin today. That's the spirit, sir. You're sounding more like the Prime Minister we falsely advertised. Sorry, I, I just remembered the double Gordons I had at breakfast. Oh, dear. To, to, to celebrate how the shattering of 80 years of European peace now overshadows all my scandals. Mm. All of them. Even the ones no one even knows about yet. What other scandals, Prime Minister? Well, mainly the ones I'm doing right now. Well, please stop them and focus on Russia. Yes, of course, Russia. Uh, Are we having another party fundraiser with the oligarchs? No. Someone need a passport or a football club? The war, sir. The Russians are the bad chaps, remember? Yes, those naughty Ruskies. But how can fellows so bad give us money to feel so piddly in my pocket good? Sir, the only option we have are sanctions, which are useless, so you'll have to do some tough talking, I'm afraid. No better, Boris. Whoops. Sanction number one. I shall have to change my name to something less Russian and more British. Right. What's my middle name again? It's De Feffel, sir, which is German. Great fritzing nipples. Mm. No, 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 that won't do it all. What else? I can vow that none of my future wives will be Russian. Sir, the sanctions must crush his billionaire cronies. I shall change the name of the Tory Donorovskis on my WhatsApp group of oligarchs from oh. cash for influence to rather rum fellows. No, no, we're going to have to sound a lot tougher than that. Of course. Mm. 
Britain has always virulently opposed the invasion of sovereign countries, unless it's us doing it. We shall not tolerate the breaking of international law, again, un unless it's us doing it. But more importantly, has anyone Googled the extraordinary links between Keir Starmer and Prince Andrew? No? What? Well, 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 well just take my word for it. And I, uh... Oh, not these conspiracy falsehoods again, Prime Minister. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Putin? Uh... There will be severe consequences. Yes. You can take Ukraine, of course. But, but if you, well, we've already let you have Georgia and Kazakhstan without consequences, Belarus, scot-free. But if you take ah. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, we shall s say very angry things. But oh. if you try to go any further outside of those countries, I will drop my pants and show you the Duke's nukes. Nuclear war, Prime Minister? No, 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 no. Just the looming threat of nuclear war. Why do you think the 60s were so swinging? The constant fear of nuclear annihilation baby. Let's make Britain romp again. Bulla, bulla. It always comes back to just one thing with you, doesn't it? To the war bunker. Boris's bonking bunker. We'll have to get some new wallpaper. What? Uh, can you see if one of our Russian friends is the one we let have the evening standard or any of the ones who own Mayfair? Sir! Right, yes. It's time to keep calm and Boris on. Quavers. For the week that's in it, Irish political skirmishes seemed like small fry. Junior B-level stick play to Russia's over-40s hurling-level aggression. It was week number 75 in the Mihal versus Mary Lou Barneys. It used to be Leo versus Mary Lou, but Thonisht of Radker has fallen so low, he now even plays second fiddle in the snide and pointless scrapes he used to love. Deputy, deputy, you've some cheek. You've some neck on you. The, the gall, the You're gall. pathetic. You and my bothered is my face bothered. All these debates go the same way now. It's leaders' questions. Mihal is asked what he's doing about the housing shambles. Sinn Féin corrupted this country with your berries and your bad tread. The health crisis. Sinn Féin is an unhealthy party. Balaclavas, you can't wear a hat on your face. Tis too hot and too scratchy. Come on. The cost of living crisis. Sinn Féin ate my hamster in terms of... You might ask, well, what are Sinn Féin? solutions. Here's what Mary Lou MacDonald says about housing. Chuck, you have sold out a generation and you should be ashamed of yourself, girlfriend. About health. Up the nurses. I drink blue wicket in solidarity with the wenches in the trenches. Yes, queen. Uh -huh. The cost of living. So, people can't afford to heat their flats or chill their blue wicket. That's on you, Taoiseach. Suck it. And it always ends like this. You hate na me, you hate na my homies. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yellow trousers, In other news about why nothing ever gets done in Ireland, two men in charge of separately disastrously run public services fought in a pub. God, I hate this country. Are you eyeballing me? No, you're, you're looking at me. You're looking at me. What? Now, what is this about you questioning my pay rise? Minister for High Rents Dara O'Brien had words with Secretary General for High Waiting Lists Robert Watt. They got up to high dough. You watch it, O'Brien. What? Uh, my salary is bigger than yours. Well, my shambles is much bigger than your shambles. What a bet. Yeah. I have a million waiting on a hospital appointment. Uh, Huge list. I have 60,000 waiting on a house. That's nothing. What? I have 80,000 extra years. Your ma! My wallet is bigger than yours! 25 watt! That's what they should call you! But then we had to get back to World War Three. 
Co-teach Leo Varadkar was in the doll on Russian Invasion Day facing Pierce Doherty. You can guess what happened. I can't believe the Russians are shocking. So what will be your government's diplomatic response? Hi. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Sinn Féin supported Russia. Uh, your party has been soft on Russia, soft on the causes of Russia. It's all your fault. Then Social Democrat TD Keno Callaghan totally owned the Kothish, as the hip young people say. Dude, this is not a day for point scoring. Stop. Uh, well, I, uh, you're getting major stink eye, you lefty. What an epic burn. It was the first slap down from someone in the Social Democrats since that time the Social Democrats first ever existed. Michal Lahan, Leinster House, another day wasted. Good morning. The world is at its closest to all-out war since the 1940s, except now everyone has nuclear weapons. Have we entered the final stage of human history? Joining me to discuss this is Amy Huberman. Hi, Gavin. Isn't the big news so much fun? Let me guess, you're here to put a positive spin on this terrible news. What's your prediction for how it's all going to end? Uh, Spoiler alert, we can't talk about the end. Let's just enjoy the twists and turns. What? Everyone's talking about the whole will they, won't they get back together. It's the biggest water cooler combo since Carrie and Mr Big. And I loved the Sex and the City reboot. Yeah, let's discuss one war crime at a time, please. Surely you don't think there's anything romantic about Russia's invasion? Oh, um, actual G. It's so sweet. Russia still wants Ukraine back even though they haven't been together in 30 years. I say, get yourself someone who looks at you the way Putin looks at the Ukraine. Well, isn't that because he's a dangerous expansionist? Oh, we all put on a few pounds during lockdown. He's a madman who, according to his own constitution, should have been out of power since 08. 2008 was peak bod and Amy cuteness. Cutie Putin is so dedicated to his job. Just refuses to retire. <laughs> Absolute madman. What could you possibly like about him? Well, I love the way he announced that Ukraine wasn't a state. Excuse me, sorry, what? Well, on my hen party, I had too many bubbles and was really afraid that I was a state. But my maid of honour told me I totally wasn't a state and that I actually look gorgeous. Well, I think Putin, the last thing I think is maid of honour. He's just lonely. He has such a big, long table and people have only been visiting one by one. Yeah, but if he manages to take over Ukraine, he'll also invade Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Wow-wee! He'd be like so unstoppable in the Eurovision. Well, I think we'll stop there before I feel like shelling my own studio. Good morning, Amy. It really, really is. Dear God. Well, it's been a week that will fundamentally change Europe, uh, but we still have to have... Um, what? Well, Des. Uh, hi, Jabo. Are you familiar with the way when a dog has to get its shots, a vet will distract it from the pain with a pointless plastic squeaky toy? Uh, yeah. Just checking. Over to you then for the uh, very important sports news. Right. So the Six Nations returns. Uh, we're up against Italy. <sighs> Johnny Sexton is is back in training. Still training. Oh, you'd think he'd have the hang of it by now. But there are absences. O'Toole is out with a hamstring. Henderson is out with COVID. Dabo is out of interest. <sighs> yeah. How long more? Formula One is returning with new regulations, meaning all cars competing will be heavier but safer. Now in impacts, the car chassis will have to absorb more energy. Well, the world is in a state of chassis. Eh? What? Never mind. Carry on. 
It's the biggest rule overhaul in the sport's history. and It's, it's not really a sport, though, is it? I know it is. Hmm? Motorsports. Do the drivers even matter? Yeah. Or is it just teams of engineers battling it out? I'll answer that for you. It's just teams of engineers battling it out. It's like robot wars, but with far more money, less excitement and dashings of sexism. Oh. Lewis Hamilton said some things, but uh, I'll move on. Please do. The Champions League final has been stripped from Russia as part of sanctions over its invasion of... This is the closest football stupids will come to realising Europe is at war. Carry on, Des. And the Russian F1 Grand Prix is also off for the wow. same. Wow, two of the most corrupt sports are slapping those Putin wrists. <laughs> yeah, football is actually a very politically... Sorry, uh, liking a preachy Gary Lineker tweet doesn't make you an intellectual. Uh, Klopp wears glasses, so you yeah, can Come back to us when you're done finding things in common with the man who had a flare up his rear end outside Wembley. Ooh. Maybe then you can join us grown-ups in the geopolitical chattering circles. What's that, Geo? Des, here's something for you. Go! Oh, fetch! <laughs> yeah. oh, that's cool. That's great. Oh. Uh, that's it for sports. Back to you. <laughs> well, I suppose it's the people who don't care about the news who are the real winners at times like this. Squeaky, squeak. Oh, my poor manine. Wiped out. Oh, I must have dozed there. I was up at the crack of noon to catch up on the latest. Isn't it terrible about Chechnya? What? No, it's Ukraine, Sabina. Pardon? Sorry, I've just been watching a lot of Bridget Jones. I don't blame you. It was nice there for the month when we weren't living in a once-in-a-lifetime existential emergency, wasn't it? Well, we had three weeks at least to store. Mostly spent behind a mask, wondering was it all being unwound too quickly. <laughs> How innocent and naive we were, way, way back in those halcyon days of uh, of late January 2022. Oh, Makushla, if only we had lived a little more. Uh. I booked a sun holiday for June. June, what was I thinking making plans so far into the future? (laughs) Oh, how foolish we were. How did you spend those glorious few weeks? Compared to the last two years, I thought I was so free and fluchuluk, with no greater stress than choosing what flavour yoghurt I wanted and not having to worry whether it would be my last petty flu. <laughs> oh, the things we would have done differently. I wish I had more time. I wish I had done more trips to the ATM that sent Twitter into an adoring hysteria. Oh, is there nothing left to look forward to? Well, I could continue to enjoy binge-watching Watching the slow, devastating collapse and disgrace of the House of Windsor. <laughs> Micheline, with Her Majesty herself, God bless her, curtsy, curtsy, laid up with a Covid knee dig. Oh, poor Elizabeth. 95 years is not to be sneezed at. N- not that I feel a sneeze coming on. Or, or do I? You couldn't have caught the Omicron variant. Sure, you've barely left the Auras in two years. <laughs> We'd better close the windows just to be safe and cancel my Zoom calls. Who knows if the virus has become airborne. I don't think it's transmitting through aircom lines as though. And have the staff update Operation O'Connell Bridge. <coughs> What's that? When Britain's monarch passes, it's Operation London Bridge. All broadcasts interrupted. Two minute silence across the land. Ten days of hard mourning. Comedy banned on the BBC. The stock market shut. Oh, they're always so over the top. I think the protocol for an Irish president
president's demise is a little bit more uh, humbling. Is it? What happens? A local death notice on the radio. Someone calls to the back door with an apple tart. A special commemorative shake will be sold in Supermax. And the hook the Ron's coffin draped in a bit of green, white and orange nylon from O'Carroll's gift shop. Ugh, dreadful. Why must we be so petty Irish about such things? Have them fetch my Seamus Heaney pyjamas. I'm off to bed. Yes. Bridget Jones too, here I come. <laughs>